go. Let's have some fun. This is episode 95 of the RC After Hours podcast. And uh, thanks, everybody, joining us live. My name is Andre Rousseau. I'm your uh, <clears throat> choking up host here. That's funny. Uh, and uh, the guy behind me uh, in that screen, on the big screen behind me, that is Sam. And he is our guest this afternoon on the podcast uh, titled, uh, I guess, Hangar RC Update. I think I've used that title before, but hey, it's it's relevant, it's important, and um, it's it should be a fun episode. I don't think we really have a plot for the show today. It's just Sam uh, hasn't been on in a while since I think we since we talked about the Harvard, sorry, the Texan. <laughs> it's Harvard in Canada. What can I say? Um, but we haven't uh, we haven't had Sam on the uh, the podcast in a while, so I figured it was a good time to talk about some of the stuff and more particularly lay down um, some of the plans that uh, Sam has been talking to me about for uh, 2022. And I'm going to bring the man up on the screen. Oh, I guess I didn't set that properly. Uh, hold on here. I'm going to have to <laughs> change that. Yeah, you're out of frame. Hold on. No, no, no. Let me change it. I can do that here for the video. Uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It's never it's never quite as uh, uh, as elegant as you think. Come on. How do I move that? Welcome to live. Yeah, no kidding. Welcome eh? to live streaming. Yeah. Uh, let me just see if I can change that frame. Oh, I see. I got to click a button. Clicking buttons and everything. <laughs> Ah, oh, there we go. Now he's on hey. screen. Now we can see his face. Yeah, there we go. So, um, as I was saying, good, uh, good afternoon, good evening to everybody who's watching live. Well, I'm sure we'll have some bantering and some questions that we can answer. But uh, first and foremost, Sam, happy New Year, buddy! Uh, welcome onto the hey. podcast. Uh, he's sporting a really awesome T-shirt too. You know, blame Andre. I've got the. Uh, yeah, our, it's cold enough today that I'm wearing a hoodie. Normally, I don't have to wear a hoodie in the basement because this place stays nice and warm. But it is. Uh, it's frigid. Uh, it's January, early January, and we're getting extreme cold weather warnings and all that stuff. We're at the point where the minus Celsius and the minus Fahrenheit's kind of blend. <laughs> so it's just cold. It's Isn't plain that cold. Minus 40? Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty close. I think tomorrow's windshield warning is like minus 38 Celsius. So that's yeah. that's just cold no matter that's how you... Sp yep. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's not flying weather, that's for sure. So uh, maybe uh, maybe it's time for me to start, you know, in my evening, start breaking out. I actually have to do some review videos and everything as well. Uh, so I guess I'll be getting the, the bench busy. So it's nice just to break out all the lights and get all the gear ready and going and everything. So, um, yeah. Oh, there's, there's, there's quite that's, the intro. <laughs> that's Canadian winter for you. I mean, minus 40, that's, that's no it's, fun. I've been there. No. There. No, no, no. I and I, I've done stuff out before. I've shot the actually the last video I was out shooting. I was cold enough that I kept. Um, I was working on the plane. I was putting stuff in. You know, just setting up, changing batteries. I'm like, what's all this red stuff all over the airplane? And I realized I had clipped a knuckle. And I was bleeding all over the plane, but it was so cold that it was just, and it was like, ah, oh, this is just wrong. <laughs> it was messy. That's was when disgusting. skin freezes in like under a minute or something, right? Right. Oh, it's just, it wasn't even that bad, but it was just, you, you just nick yourself in a certain way. And then it's, right. uh, you know, it's, it's game over. So, ah, oh, right. look at that. That, that one's not even set up. There's the chat. I don't have your camera set in any of the shots. That's uh, just horrible. <laughs> it is. I can move over. Like ah, this. it's all right. 
That's all right. I'll, 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 as we switch through and everything, uh, I'll, I'll play with the shots. But for the meantime, I'll just stick with the two camera. So, Sam, um, for our uh, for the uninitiated, if they're listening to the podcast fresh and new and everything, talk about Hangar RC and what it is. Well, um, for those, for, first of all, let me say thank you to the people who are joining us and the people who will listen to this Um Andre and I kind of become really good friends and I talk a lot to him. I bounce a lot of ideas off him and it's, it's just a lot of fun to be here. Um, as far as the hangar RC, what long story short, about three years ago, it's been three years now. Holy cow. I decided that there was enough interest for airplanes, specifically foam board airplanes, um, with skins or with graphics printed on the outside of them that I started down a road um my very first plane kind of just quick history i don't want to take up too much time but my very first plane i built um with quote unquote a skin was a tiny trainer and a flight test tiny trainer and it had a seattle seahawks theme to it um i built it for my son it really hasn't flown a whole lot because we more or less did it for a, a wall ornament it was a, a hanger queen um but there was a ton of interest around that. And, and I am not, I mean, this, this is nothing new. There's people in the community out there who've been doing this for a long time, but, but nobody had really done it in a way that makes it accessible to other people. Um, you could always go down if you knew how to design or use design software, you could always go down to like a, a, you know, UPS store or wherever they had a printer, a local print shop and, and get something printed, but it was not affordable at all. So I started to, um, I really started to develop these skins and I really wanted to get them out there and have people have the opportunity to, to, I guess, purchase them or to, you know, get a hold of them. So my original goal, believe it or not, was to work my way through every single flight test plane and just allow the community to download it, print it on their own. But then I had a lot of people reach out to me and said, I don't have the wherewithal to print this. Can, can I just buy one from you? And I'm like... Mm, sure. So, so we ended up going down that road and, you know, here we are three years later of producing, um, kits with skins. Now, originally my first idea, because I'm a graphic designer by trade, my original idea was to, um, print actually on the foam board. And I, I didn't have the printers, the, the capability to do that, but I had a ton of resources being a graphic designer, um, for people who, who did, who could do that. So I went out and got a bunch of samples, uh, waterproof. It's, it's, uh, it's a process called UV printing. It waterproofs the foam as long as there's ink on it. If, if it doesn't lay down ink, there's no waterproof going on. But it was really cool. And then I got the price back. And it was $30 per sheet of foam board. So with a you know plane that was only three sheets of foam board or you know whatnot, it it would it cost 90 or $100 just to get the skin printed. That doesn't include cutting out. That doesn't include, that's just to get the skin printed. So I determined that that wasn't going to be a feasible way to do this because um, nobody's going to want to pay over $100 for a foam board airplane, um, something that some people would consider as disposable. Um, hmm. Or if you crash it, you're not out a whole bunch, right? That's the whole point of foam board. Anyway, so I developed a way to do it. I, I invested in some printers and, was able to print large format and we were able to sell kits that, and at first we outsourced the laser cutting 
now we brought that in house, but um, we were able to sell the kits with the skins that people could apply themselves. And thus the hanger uh, RC was born. That's H A N G A R, not <laughs> E R. E R. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm guilty. <laughs> Very guilty of that error, guilty but you know it was funny. It was, we we played off. It was off funny. It was hilarious. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, yes, we did. <laughs> so anyway, thus the hangar was born. Um, I I had this because obviously I love to design airplanes, but I'm running the business, so I had to go out there and find some some designers, and we have some truly amazing designers. And um, I went out and kind of had them design for us, and we're selling their skins and and whatnot. But or not their skins, their airframes. We designed skins for them, but you know, I had to have help. And so that's why I recruited our team of designers. They now work for us and they design airplanes and, and whatnot. Now, fast forward to today. Um, I know everybody out there hasn't heard a ton from us as of late. Two reasons. First of all, um, this is not my full-time gig. I wish it was, but my full-time gig is a graphic designer and videography for a local marketing firm here in, in Northern Utah. Um, but I do this just on the side um, nights and weekends as I can. And the people who work here do that as well. But um, I have, we've been kind of quiet because we've been doing a lot of, I guess, hard thinking about the future. Not that we haven't been getting support and not that everything, but we needed to figure out where we were going and what we were going to do as far as, you know, what can be our next offering. We've got a ton of airframes that are quote unquote in beta and close to being released but we just had to figure out what is the next big thing from us. And I, I guess if you allow me, I'd love to tell everybody what that next big thing is. Fire away, man. Oh, perfect. Just want to make sure you get permission. This is not my show. This is your show. So, <laughs> so th this is the cool thing. Um, we are going to, and we just invested, we invested in a laser, we invested in the printers, but we just invested in new equipment that's going to get here within a couple weeks that will allow us to, it will take a little bit of time to figure it out, but it will allow us to do our skins pre-cut. So when someone buys a kit from us or receives a kit from us, they will not have to take the time to cut out the skins. Cause before that was part of the process. You had to cut them out, you had to glue them on the foam and, and you know, you had your laser cut kit and then you'd go you'd off to the races. Now you'll be able to basically cut the tabs like you do on the foam board, glue it on, and you're off to the races. So hopefully it'll save a couple hours worth of time in building our airframes. Um, that's coming. We haven't got there yet. We're still waiting for the equipment to come in. We did invest in a ton of equipment to be able to do that. And so there's a lot of cool things coming. And these are the decisions we had to make. This is why you haven't heard anything. I mean, it's almost been, it's been close to a year since we've released an airframe, but we had to make some, we had to sit back and do some serious thinking and make some serious decisions on where we were going and how we were going to get there. So we're here to stay. We just need a little time and ask everybody's patience with us and appreciate the people that have supported us by purchasing kits and, and whatnot. We really do appreciate that. I can't say that enough. <laughs> well, I, it's, um, it's been fascinating to watch the, the, the evolution. I mean, we've been talking on and off about, you know, some, some of your ideas for like the last, what, two Two years, I'd say already. Is it really? That's probably yeah, been. Yeah, it's been and, about that. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been fascinating watching that 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 curve, that arc. I guess is the the right word. I mean, like the heavy paper down to the light lighter paper, and, and now 
you know, looking into this, this kind of, I can't wait to see what you can do with it and, and how it changes, um, the, the hobby and the idea of what you guys produce. Um, will this, will this change some of the way you look at some of the models and everything? Like, were there, are there planes in the work? I guess here's the question. Were there planes in the work that were limited or you weren't, you weren't comfortable releasing because of the process of the paper? Um, well, the printing of the, of the skins, I should say. Right. I guess yes and no. I mean, it just, what it's going to do is it's going to save our, our, our customers, the people who purchase, the people who support us, it's going to save them an extra step. So I don't know that we were holding off releasing planes, although it's going to be a lot nicer. I just know that we wanted to make sure that our next step, um, was in the in the correct direction. Now, it's not printing on the skin on the foam board, but we still are going to use the the heavier duty skins as an option and the lightweight skins as an option. Um, and so you'll be able to pick one or the other and go from there. So it's not they like said the cost still to print on on a foam board the UV printer. It, like I said, technology's been around forever, but the cost is still astronomical. It's still yeah right up there, you know, 30, 40, 50 bucks a sheet for foam board. And I didn't, I really didn't want our airplanes to double or triple in price, you know, because I'm still very much, you know, foam board is the reason why I was able to get in the hobby. Otherwise there's no way I would have ever been able to afford to get in the hobby just because of, you know, having a family and, and, you know, just the family finances and, and not that I couldn't go out and buy one. It just was, I had a hard time going out and spending $150 on an, on an airplane, right? Um, when I was getting started and didn't even know if I liked the hobby yet when I was just testing the waters. So I really want our, the people who support us to be able to get into that and get into an airframe for relatively low cost. And we're going to do all yeah. we can. I know inflation's out of control right now and our costs have gone up. But I'm going to do everything I can in my power to keep our um, airframes low cost. And that gives people an option to be able to have a good-looking airframe that's not going to cost them, you know, $100 or $150. We're going to try to keep under, depending on the airframe, that, you know, between – I would like to say we want to be between probably $30 and $60, $70 ish with skins. Yeah. That's with skins. Nice. So, I mean, it's it's – it's it's something I feel like we need to do, and part of that is really making sure that our plans are free and accessible to those because that's how I got into hobby. If it weren't for that, I wouldn't have been able to get into hobby. So, kind of kind of a, a inside look at what's going on and how we're moving forward. We've got a bunch of airframes that are right on the cusp of being ready to release, but I really want to get this new equipment in so that we can we can really start to hammer it and get it out there because I think it's going to save a lot of time and still have a low cost airplane well and, and you know what i i love i love my foam planes i and i've got a couple of gems and beauties in the in the fleet but i know for a fact i fly my foam board airplanes uh, like in a complete different manner because like what you said it's a 50 dollar plane in total or 50 to 60 uh, okay canadian right. dollars it's probably like you know 10 million dollars <laughs> but y- you get the yeah. point <laughs> right but i fly things in a completely different way and and just and just enjoy them and and 
I've got to get, I've got to finish my, I got to build my seven. I've got to build my Texan and have them ready for the spring and everything. And, you know, you know winter's here and it's going to take me some time. And I've got the time, I guess, some, some evenings. Yeah, I got to get down and do it. I've really got to get out of that rut and get building again. But you bring up and you brought up a very important point. And we're being, and I've mentioned this in other podcasts too, so I, I, I won't go into that loop. But we're, um, you know, I feel like we're still going to be a little hurting this year in the sense of just trying to get those those components. It's one thing to get the kits and all this stuff, but it's right. the electrical components. I think is, you know, and and so you pick your you pick your battles. But like I know supply and demand is an issue. Finding a, a reliable supplier for that gear is a, an right. issue as well. Um, but I'm gonna be building, and and I appreciate the fact that you've got the plans and everything. And actually, I see Dan Spons is on the podcast chat. Um, so oh, I don't hey, know. Spons. We, we should do a the shout out to him. <laughs> yes. We love spawns. Yeah. Um, speaking of spawns, I don't know if you saw, we're, we have yet to post about it on social media posts coming this week, but spawns, we just released our spawns plans. Nice. Something new, like, something exciting. He is, yep. go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead. Take it, take it. He, I don't need he, to tell he, anything. This is, spawns has, <laughs> he, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm exposing my soul to you, Andre. Um, he is is an amazing human being. I love the man to death, and he has graciously offered to create our plans. Um, so his name, if you go to, and the only one he has done right now, the only one we got done is the vulture. So go to the vulture if you're there. I'm working um, on it. <laughs> his name is. <laughs> All I know, streaming and trying to access the internet, I get it. Um, is all over our, um, all over our plans now because he is the one that's taken our plans and taken what I started and made them a million times better. Um, so, I a huge shout out to Spawns because he has taken this on, and I know he's insanely busy with his family and with everything else he's got going on in the hobby and with work and, but a huge shout out to him. There he is. See right there. It's beautiful. Isn't it? His, his logo looks awesome on our plans. <laughs> I tease him. He and he's going to, he's going to be, immortal. he's going to be heck, but I tease him because yeah. I'm like, geez, that looks like, like the Corvette racing logo, but it's not, it's, it's an <laughs> awesome wing with a uh, uh, predator skull. I don't know what it is. Um, oh, not predator. Um, Oh, I don't know what other character it was, but it's still you guys in your fancy, fancy logos. I work so hard, and I get blame Andre. <laughs> well, the RC after hours isn't bad, but that's hey, just hey, that's just stock, right? Blame Andre is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you to Dan. He's done an amazing job on the Vulture plans. That was the first one we started with because that was our first airframe. Um, they're free and available. I mean, look at the, if you look at the screen right now. Uh, if you're on the live stream. Go download them. Build the Vulture. It's a great plane. He is currently working through our other airframes, and so be patient with us, but he is going to get all our airframes done, and for the foreseeable future, every airframe that we release, he's going to do it. So he's an amazing man. Once again, shout out to him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that, Spawns. Yeah, that's uh, that's big, and that's uh, that's one of the things that we've uh, we've openly discussed on this podcast before. Is um, you know, like you said. It's it's the only way 
a lot of people and I think in the foreseeable future are going to be able to get into this hobby again and it's that grass uh, grassroots foam root <laughs> foam board root um, foam it, root yes go, yes foam we need root. to coin yeah. that yeah there we need you to go coin that term there you go um it's huge it's hugely important and it's uh the guys actually i was very fortunate i've been chatting away in in in, a lot of the guys are just you know going away and they're building with foam and i haven't done it in a long time um there you go spawns is clarifying it's the uh punisher thanks guys for pointing that out you know yeah i can only you know i can only articulate so many words at a time and apparently my mouth isn't and brain aren't in sync right now even though i'm (laughs) Firing away in all cylinders for this podcast, it's which is cold. awesome. That's why it's cold. Exactly. I've got my slippers and a hoodie on today. That's how cold it is in here. Um, buy a Bill Decker says, but they uh, buy a hanger RC kit. Totally, totally. Uh, I'm, Thank I've you, got Bill. three, three at this point. I guess in the next one of the next upcoming releases, we'll probably do another giveaway to uh, the the Patreon uh, supporters for the channel. I uh, guess we had a lot of fun. Let's I gotta go and I have to go bug John and see if he's started working on his. But then again, I bad mine is sitting here waiting, and I've got that beautiful <laughs> wasp in piece. Not in pieces. I just gotta put the pod back in the back of it and fly it again, and or turn it into an EDF. So we'll see. Many, many, oh, many, 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 many. I had many, someone many who just ordered a kit that is turning into an EDF, and he asked what I recommended. And I, the original designer of that kit, um, Rick Harlan, he's from Texas, and he actually tried to put two fifty-five millimeter EDFs in it. With limited success, not saying it can't be done, but it was probably because of his and mine inexperience with EDS from the get-go. But um, kind of while we're on the Dan Spawn's uh, kick, (laughs) he also, just so you know, he has helped redesign our firewalls and our control horns. And they're on our Thingiverse Thingiverse page, channel, whatever you call that. It's Thingiverse. so go over there. There's a link to it, I do believe, on the plans. So you scan a QR code, it'll take you there. Go over there. You can download those for free. And once again, they're amazing as well. So, so what Dan's did he helping us out all over the place. What did he change on what that asp? He, um, he so our control horns were some were one of my designs, um, but they were like every other control horn that t- tended tended is that a word? Tend it it was ripping out of the foam. When yes. you hit with a deck card, right? Um, so he added, he changed the design of it and and still kept the same dimensions, but he added a little hole at the bottom that allows the glue to seep into the hole and mm. really hold that control horn. <laughs> Blame spawns. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, allows that copy. control horn to stay in. <laughs> I was going to say that's a copyright infringement, Dan. Sorry, you can't do that. Um, oh, but that sounds good. Yeah, uh, and it, it's... Um, it's funny because we we've been we've been messing around with control horns and like and, and motor pods for such a long time and like even when we think we've got it you know we'll do a crash right. and I've I've reglued you know a number of them we were melting them early on I remember that like even with my uh, with a little eighteen oh six it's like why is the plane flying all weird and I realized yeah. the pod has actually started melting from the heat from the motor right on one of my wings and you're just like oh, oh okay get a gotta we, we that. did that with the wasp very first flight that we had a we had a twenty two twelve fourteen or kV on that big old wasp believe it or not. And we were we were balls to the walls the whole time, and we came back, and the and the actual three D printed part was just soft as like butter. It was equally <laughs> molded, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I think we need a bigger motor. 
Yeah, bigger motor, maybe a heat sink in there at one point, or just yeah, and, and a couple extra layers of of protection for uh, you know, ah, foam, three D printing, and I haven't really actually no, so I take that back. I've been printing this week while it's been cold, and I've been in the basement working away. I just run the printer uh, and doing stuff, but yeah. I, I won't do airplanes ever again. Well, maybe I will one day. We'll see, but. Yeah, me, me and I that, want uh, to. I have a fascination with it. I want to do one, but the first time I tried it, I, it epically failed. Oh it yeah, I, I've mess. had, I've had two. I've, I've had the one that shattered, the one that melted. I've got the huge Spitfire in the back. I've told, told that story many times, and I'm just like, I don't want to commit yes. any hardware to it because I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm not in the mood to blow up right. a 6S back to make the thing go. <laughs> it's got to be something simple. I do think, I do think fundamentally. Um, it is a huge part of this, particularly getting it, you know, early, you know, early in community. And uh, it's unfortunate that Thingy right. Universe is such a dog of a website right now. It is oh, so right, bad. For sure. It is so bad. Um, yep. You know, it's a repository, but like the search for stuff, it's just so slow. Uh, I was in there trying yeah. to find stuff for yeah. a little side project I'm working on. And I was just like, uh, 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 it just didn't want to go. <laughs> Anyhow, that's me being silly. Right. Um, but it, it like this all comes back to stuff that we didn't have. Even you know, okay, I've had the A8 yeah. for a good couple of years, but even early on, to, to have been able to print stuff so fast, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> to be able to print stuff now, and, and like you said, oh, right. I broke the motor pod. Oh, here, and you know, go. And uh, I guess for you guys, in a sense, for manufacturing. Printing it is probably easier than trying to do it like a CNC balsa job, like to print up, do the wood. Oh. Yeah, well, our lasers can cut the wood. Oh, that's but, true, that's um, true. I, 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 there, <laughs> I'm going to call a spade a spade. The wood ones had had, I, when I started doing all the research for the Hangar RC, there was a lot of people out there having wood problems with the wood ones cracking and failing. And not that, um, 3d printed PLA is any better or any worse, but it gave me an opportunity to introduce something that wasn't common. I can't say it wasn't common cause it probably was. And I just didn't know it, but that wasn't that nobody was doing, you know, using the 3d printing in manufacturing, but also using it to be able to make an airframe look more scale, like the 3d printed parts that come with, the our Texan, for example, that was the first plane we did 3D printed parts besides like firewalls and control horns. We actually included an exhaust pipe um, for scale and for venting because it's actually functional. Actually, air can flow in and out of there and, you know, uh, intake valve, which air can flow into. So I tr whenever we try to design 3D printed parts, we try to make them uh, functional as well as, as as well as pretty, you know, as well as aesthetically pleasing. So um the other thing that Dan did uh, with our with our firewalls, he made it so instead of just a plate, a solid plate of just the firewall that you tape to the the foam, he actually created a a little tab more or less that slips inside the foam that gives you more glue yeah. surface area. So instead of just one thickness of foam board all the way around, now you have a tab that you can glue and actually it actually works phenomenally well. And so once again, to Dan's ingenuity, man's amazing. There you go. You're gonna give the man I'm a plate of ego. Later, I'm sure. 
Yeah, he's getting a big head right now. <laughs> That's good. No, Dan, Dan's Dan's awesome, and, and very much appreciated yeah. the fact that um, you know he's he's contributing to the community in this in this manner. It's um, yeah, hot glue and foam board and three D printing three D printer parts seem to uh, they seem to mesh well, uh, and it um, yeah. And if you're if you're half decent at designing, it's it's it can almost be fun. I've done a few things. I mean, early on, I uh, when I did one of those 3D printed planes, I designed that that the battery holder and everything, trying to get a little forward CG on it, which was cool. Then someone took it, my design, and right. refined it and made it look a whole lot better and re- more realistic. But you know, <laughs> that's just how it goes. Um, but yeah. it's um, to the to the, uh, full credit to the guys who can design stuff and everything and and really you know oh, yeah. get it into the software and actually make it go really well i mean it's it's just it's it's art it's it's digital art as far as it i'm is. concerned and it's uh Absolutely. you know it's somewhat, it's somewhat fun to print something off it's kind of neat and yeah i should get back into doing more printing and everything but you know time is uh time is time right so it's uh you gotta... well and 3d printers can be a pain in the butt they can oh really yeah be... they're great when I they're mean, great they've they're, come a long then... ways but they go down and you're down for, oh, I'll get to it later. And, oh, it's, I can't figure out what's wrong with it. And then they go down for, I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, how many do you rock? How many printers do you have? We currently have two. Um, okay. And they're not, they're not like Lowe's bots. They're not like the highest end because we were trying to do things on the cheap, right? We had a limited budget when we started yeah. the hangar, believe it or not. my When I told my wife I wanted to, to design and build toys, uh, <laughs> um, she said, okay, I'll support you in this. And I think she regrets that that now. But she, we, we actually started out and she goes, here's $500. You got to make it work with $500. Challenge and accepted. We're still here. Yeah, right. And so with the money, with the support from you guys and from the hobby shops that have, that have carried our product, we have been able to buy equipment, camera equipment. Because you know as well as I do, Andre, it's not just about building foam board you have to have the equipment you have to have the computers you have to have your stream decks and and all that that stuff um but we've been able to purchase and bring our manufacturing in-house when we first started we were outsourcing all of it and we were at the mercy of of the manufacturer um or the, the the person the people the companies with the lasers we've been able to bring that in house we've been able to order all this new equipment so we can do cutout skins i mean but it's all thanks to it's all thanks to the community for supporting us. It's all thanks to you guys out there because without that, I'd still be with a five hundred dollar, you know, five hundred dollars in my pocket and not being able to do any of this. So it's thanks to you guys. Very cool, man. Very cool. Um, so we've talked about uh, talked about some of your uh, you know the changes the paper and everything. Are you in a position to describe any of your upcoming releases or is that too a little too soon, a little too hush hush? You know mm. me, I like the pride of my manufacturers. Yeah, I, like I know. The, I like to get the dirt. <laughs> uh, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. Uh, so we've got, we've had a couple planes in our back pocket for quite some time and I just haven't felt comfortable releasing them because um, that's come and bite them, bit us in the butt a couple times once again. I'm learning all this still to this day. I'm still learning about all this. Um, but we have a couple. So a wise man once told me, um, you know who that wise man is, Andre, uh, that to get back to the basics. Yes, we have some of the 
funner planes to build like the Texan, which is all molded foam. It's our pro series. Um, but he wanted to see this particular person. We won't mention names. Let's get back to the basics, back to the boxy, you know, simple, very simple to build type of airframes. And we have a few of them in the queue, but we just, I challenged my designers, our designers here. I challenged them. I said, let's see if we can make this a reality. And we have an airframe that's on the cusp of being released. It's in beta right now. Um, when we get out of beta, all we have, all I have to do is I have to build it and fly it. So I know it's airworthy. And then we have to just get the plans put together and the skin's done. So it's not quite there, but it's getting close. Um, if any of you would like to beta build this, contact me. Reach out to me on social media. I will gladly send you uh, a set of plans for you to beta build. Um, so there's kind of a shameless plug. But nice. we have a, and I'm not sure exactly what we're going to call it yet. We've kind of deemed it the Reno Racer. So it may or not, may not be released with that name. But it was designed by Rick Carlin in Texas, and it is a – it's kind of a P-51 without the scoop on the bottom-ish. Cool. But it's it's square. It's got some dimension to it. It looks pretty good in the sky, but it's back to the basic A, B, C folds. Um, and another, another topic. I got to add another thing. We're actually going to release a new fold that we're, we're, we're kind of coin a new fold here in the future. But we'll, we'll talk Sweet. about that later. <laughs> um, so we'll have we'll have another fold that I know has been done before, but nobody's really uh, coined it, I guess, or deemed it. And we want to we want to be able to do that so we can give it back to the community nice. and, and kind of have a new, different. I think I know that's I've had a lot of people like on the um, on the uh, seven tell us that there's some new build techniques there that they had never thought of or never done before. So that's kind of why we we're like this new fold. And it, like I said, it's probably not new but we're going to be using it on one of our upcoming airframes. But back to the Reno Racer. This Reno Racer is um, is a great little airplane. It's it's small. It's going to run off a little quad motor. Um, yeah. I can't remember the size off the top of my head. But just a little teeny, you know, six-inch prop, and it's, it's, a, it's a blast. Something somebody can build in a couple hours, and it's going to be back to the basics. It's back to the simple square, you know, type of airframes that are super fun to build and super fun to fly. Nice. So you you mentioned something there where where you know a product comes in, a plane comes in that your your team has designed, and you want to fly it and everything. So so, what checks your boxes as far as a pilot? What are you looking for in that plane to say, "Yep, this is awesome." Right. Well, I'm a horrible pilot. Let's let's put that out there first of all. Um, I do fly each and every one of our airplanes, um, but I'm a horrible. I don't consider myself an advanced pilot. Like. I, I I do not. I am scared to death. I, to this day, and I've flown the wasp numerous times. I'm scared to death of the wasp. Um, <laughs> the I wasp. Have, the wasp. Just, you got to be on it. The wasp was one of those planes yeah, that was like it's, you need yep. to pay attention, or next thing you know, it's uh, yeah, you're losing altitude fast with that plane. Yep. Yep. It carries its speed. It has to have speed. You're right. Well, here's a, here's a prime example. Um, I have a flight test. Uh, DH2 Beaver sitting up on the shelf over there. You can't see it's out of frame, but I have had that for over a year and it has not left the box yet. And not because I haven't wanted to, because I'm scared to death to maiden it. Because once again, it's your typical, you know, bind and fly or almost ready to fly or whatever they are airplane. It's not a foam board. If I crash that thing, I'm out 
150 bucks or whatever it was. You know, I'm not it's sure. A micro. It was, but it's a It'll be fine. It'll bounce. I know. <laughs> It'll bounce. Oh, right. <laughs> but I just am scared to death to fly it. So, and I've got, I've got the, the little board, um, the, what's it called? I can't even remember the name of the board. Will flight test board. I want to call it the Aurora. Not the Aurora. Not but, yeah. board. Aurora. There you go. The Aurora five. Yeah. I've got a couple of those I'm going to put in it, but I'm scared to death. So I'm not the greatest pilot, but what checks my boxes? And, and I guess it comes back to that. If I am, if I can fly it, it's good. It's good to go. No, I, uh, I, I, you know, it just has to be a good, a good flying airplane. Now you have to be able to, obviously I would love for all our airframes to be easy to fly. Cause that's kind of our mantra, easy to build, easy to fly, which I would say most of them now are that, I mean, the Texan, yeah, we call it our pro series, but it is still not that bad to build and fly. It's not complex. There's not a whole lot of, you know, these really complex things going on. It's relatively simple. And so I look, what I look for in an airplane, as long as it can, if I can fly it and I can handle it pretty well, then, and you know, is it has a great glide slope. I think it, that's pretty much, I'm satisfied. If I, if I fail miserably with it, then I know that, other people are going to as well. That's what it comes down to. Nice. Nice. And the builds, well, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned that, you know, the, the kit and the time and effort, and we've had this discussion as far as, you know, you know, building a good solid production video to illustrate how to build it, oh, answer all those questions. Yes. It's just time and time and time and time. And, and, you know, it's, it's, English, particularly, you know, if it's an in-depth build, like, I mean, I, I don't even want to fathom yeah. how long the uh, the Texan video took, but there's some, oh. some big stuff. Um, ooh, uh, M South asks, what design, and, uh, what design and slicer program do you use? We'll touch that in a second, because that's a fantastic part of the whole build yes, and, and, and product design. Oh. But, um, Going back to to the type of plane, so I guess you range and your your series actually the series of aircraft that you guys have on hand right now range too from overly complex to very intro intro worthy simple. So um, you know all of them have their different flying. Is there one that you think that you want to add besides the the little Reno racer? Is there one? Is there something else in? Um, that you're missing in from your, your group right now that will, you know, check all the boxes as far as those, those steps as a pilot. Mm, I, well, I think our first two airframes were actually probably, I would say those two checked all the boxes. I mean, the, the Vulture was a very easy three channel airframe that anybody could pick up and fly. Um, it just, the polydihedral, it just, it flies itself. If you haven't seen there's three videos I'm referring to, and some of them are on our, our YouTube. Some of them are just on our Facebook or Instagram or whatnot. But the first one or two, uh, when my kids, <clears throat> they're a little bit older now, but my son flew that at nine years old, the Vulture, and I just handed him the transmitter. There was no buddy box involved. There was no <clears> – <throat> he had flown a little bit beforehand, but mostly with me hovering over him ready to grab the transmitter. But I just gave it to him, and he flew it, and he flew it very well. And then my other daughter, who I think she was eight, maybe she was nine at the time, I did the same thing with her. I did it with my father-in-law. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so, and then the, the other one that's on our social media is, you know, when it's well trimmed and it, it, the glide slope is amazing. There's a, it's on Facebook. Um, go to our Facebook page, but it's me hands off landing. It, I just cut the throttle and let it do its thing. And it just, just yeah. touched down ever so perfectly. Um, and so between that and then our next step was the seven, which is probably, I don't know. It is an amazing airframe because it's still docile enough that anybody can pick it up. That's had experience with four channels. And, but if you want to take it, you know, into a somewhat aerobatic sport mode, it'll, it'll do anything you want. And so I think those two, and, and to be honest, the seven is a gorgeous airframe. It is beautiful. Kylan Browning did an amazing job designing it and it really is. It's just amazing. Uh, it's definitely, it's been our bestseller by far. The seven has anyway. So I, I think those two, those two airframes really check those two boxes for us. Um, not saying that we haven't, I, I really want to get, um, some more, like I would, I really want a stole aircraft. I've been working, kind of working on a beaver as I can. Um, a kind of a simple beaver. We're going to call it the platypus. Uh, nice. <laughs> wonder why P L A T T not P L A T. <laughs> Sorry. That's, stupid that's, inside joke. I know. That, I, that I, is I, funny. That is funny. It's, it's fitting, right? Sam Platt, Platypus, you get it? Ha, 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 mm -hmm. funny. Um, You're allowed to have a plane with we, your name. Yeah, okay. Well, good. Well, Bixler's got one. I know he didn't design it and build it, but he's got one, right? So why not me? <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, okay. So, but uh, talk, talking about that, is there... Um, when you guys come up with a design, is it like, you know, your sketch, your hand sketch, or do you guys jump right into software right away and, and, and run us through that? That'll probably uh, field into M. Smith's uh, question as far as also 3D design. Yes. So we, depending on our designer, each one of our designers works differently. I have designers who send me physical plans that they've drawn out on big pieces of paper. So I have that. I have designers who send me by the time I get the design, it's all digitized and ready to go pretty much. Um, so we're on both ends of the spectrum. I'm not opposed to either one. Um, we have this guy going on here. Um, if you see that the, the build off and part of the requirements of build off, we'll talk about a little later is to be able to have plans ready to upload. And, and so people can download them. Um, there it is right there. See, um, but, and we, we've promised and we're, we're getting to it. Um, we're a little bit behind the ball, ball right now because we just got all, we're getting all this new equipment in. But we're going to do a video um, on our YouTube channel about how we design our plans and how we get them digitized. So um, just so you know, and to answer um, uh, M. South's question, personally for me, well, all my designers do it differently. But personally for me, when I start a plane, I – I kind of do a mixture of both. I'm very much one like my beaver. I don't have plans for the beaver, but I kind of, when I started the beaver doing it, I got a three view online. Um, and if you don't know what that is, it's basically, sometimes there's a four view, but mostly it's a, a side view, a, a top view, and then a profile view, if mm -hmm. you will, like from the front. Um, it's called a three view or a four view. Um, if you need a four view, it's better. But And then what I do is I typically just trace out through the, the three view from the, the schematics online. And then I 
uh, or I take a picture of it or download it and I put it into Illustrator and I taste, trace the basic shape. And once I have the basic shape of the fuselage, then I take it, cut it out of foam and start stitching it together. Now, when I'm designing and prototyping, I never use hot glue. I always use just tape that can be cut apart and remolded or re-taped somewhere else if need be. So my prototype beaver is all held together by a by duct by uh, not duct tape but by by a packing tape. And so once I figure out if it's going to fly and I do a glide test, then I go on to refining it, making things look better in the computer as well as as my second build. I do the the gluing of the airframe just so it's sturdy and preparing for that initial flight. Now, like I said, the first or second prototype, typically all the only airtime they get is through a, a chuck glider, through a, a, a glide test, if you will. Then after you find out if it'll glide test and it glides well, then you can move on to, okay, now let's put some motors in there and whatnot and getting the CG right. And for those glide tests, I typically just throw a bunch of batteries in the nose of it and there you go. But that's kind of the process. I mean, it's a little bit more in depth about that. We'll go into it in our video, but that's pretty much the process. I start, I use Adobe Illustrator. Um, mm -hmm. People like Dan Sponholes. I know they use um, CAD software, um, whatever that may be, Fusion or whatever, whatever the uh, CAD software they decide to use, a 3D program or whatever. Everybody does it differently. Personally, I'd use Adobe Illustrator because that's what I'm familiar with. Very cool. Yeah, I've uh, I've sketched stuff and I've got a few designs I've done in my time, and you know, most time uh, sometimes they work and sometimes they're utter failures. But that's uh, that's half the fun of it. Yeah, um, that's that's part of the process for sure. And then you go and you're like, I I think I got the CG right. No, it's it's tail heavy. It's gonna do a massive loop yeah. and crash. And actually, no, I haven't yep. I haven't crashed and burned in the last couple, but been close, <laughs> been really close yeah. on a couple. Um, fair, all right. fair enough. Uh, do you want to jump in and talk a little bit more about the community you're build off or, uh, have you, uh, no, we can, we can definitely do it. I would love to. Um, all right. So, so yeah, go ahead. Take the floor. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Adam. You're, you're, <laughs> this is your show, not mine. I feel like it's hey, my show. I, no, it's your show. So, so this is a, this is a, I'm going to pull the website up here as well. Uh, the, the links will be in the description for the podcast as well for anybody listening, but it's, um, it's a really good opportunity, uh, to get in and do some designing and you've set out some really nice, uh, reading the, uh, reading the information. Um, actually, I think I see a typo. <laughs> Uh, oh, sec second send paragraph. that to me. I'll fix it. <laughs> second paragraph, first word. Um, but like, oh. you know, four sheet <laughs> maximum, paste, maximum four <laughs> sheets and stuff like this. So you're keeping it logical as far as, you know, don't over design, over commit and everything. And, and we did this like two years ago now. I can't believe it's two years ago already with, with, um, with Sean, uh, and, and defiant. And we had a, we had a hoot as far as just different philosophies and everything, but it's, it's just a really neat idea for you guys to be, you know, pushing this, this, and it's, you know, the community build off and the, this is the first one and why not? Yep. So talk us through some of the, what you're expecting, what you're thinking you're going to see from the community. So, yeah, we kind of give you a brief, really quickly, some brief history on it. So, there were a couple of us on the Flight Test Fans page that were talking about 
you know, the community and how we can get the community more involved because it feels like it lately it's been kind of dwindling um, uh, as far as community involvement goes. And so there's two or three of us, uh, and they're now, believe it or not, members of the committee for the build-off. Um, two or three of us that were there kind of chatting back and forth on Facebook, like, we should do this as be a lot of fun if we got involved with this. And so I uh, private messaged them, and I said, why don't we make this happen? I will sponsor it, and I will provide a kit to whoever, quote-unquote, wins. So we started talking um, over private message, and we determined that we needed some ground rules because um, there's different levels of, of builders and flyers out there. There's different levels of expertise. And so we decided to um, have two different categories, a noob category and a um, more advanced type of category. Um, and so we put it out there. We kind of came up with some requirements based on what – excuse me, what I had in, uh, as far as on our store, just because then it makes it easy for us mm -hmm. um, to be able to produce the airframe. And, and part of that is, um, we haven't done it yet, uh, Spawns is in the middle of, of reworking the plans for the Sidewinder. And when we get that up and running, when Spawns gets done with that, um, once again, he's busy. I'm not, I'm not holding that against him whatsoever. But but once he gets done with that, then that the sales from that sidewinder, you can just barely see the tip of it right there. Um, the the sales from that will go to quote unquote uh, charity, I guess if you will, or or to local clubs, to elementary schools who want to get it. They you know do aerospace type of um, programs, curriculums, RC clubs across the United States. Um, and, and that, those types of things, that, that's what I said. You know what? If we're going to do this build-off because it's a community build, if we're able to work something out with the designer who wins it where we can carry the plane as a, and sell it as a kit, all the proceeds I would be more than willing to donate to that cause and that fund. That would be and so awesome. That, yeah. And we, and also we thought, well, how can we get the community involved and then once again give back? And so we decided to do that. So I reached out to a couple people. I reached out to yourself and the, uh, the RC After Hours podcast and said, hey, would you be interested in sponsoring this? And I also reached out to another podcast because I'm friends with them, um, uh, with, uh, Joe and Matt from the Aviation RC Noob podcast. Um, and because I'm friends with you, got, you guys were the first ones, you know, between you, Joe and Matt and you were the first ones I decided or I thought of to reach out to have a little sponsorship to get the word out. And so – here we sit. We sit with this community build-off. We're going to have two winners, and the winner from each category will receive a laser cut kit from us, and that's kind of the prize. And then if we can work it out, that we would love to offer the airframes for the community to be able to purchase, um, knowing that their, their purchases will go to a, a good cause, and those clubs and organizations will be able to apply for those funds once we get enough in in the pot um but kind of kind of to go over the rules yes we've limited to four sheets of foam board we've limited it to a specific motor type just because we wanted to keep this first one simple now i've had a lot of people ask me well what if i want to do you know an edf well that's fine but if this goes well and we have a lot of participation we really want to um do this again whether it's once a year whether it's twice a year whether it's four times a year that's yet to be said, but we want to do this. We want to keep the community involved 
and keep finding ways to give back. And so we, if it goes well, we'll do another one and then the requirements will change. There may not be a noob category. There may be only an advanced category. There may be, Mm -hmm. you know, we may require a, a 50 millimeter EDF or whatever it may be. Push the design, push the envelope. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. Force or not force, but you know, encourage the creativity. Force, encourage you know, um, you know, pushing people out of their uh, their their envelope, their comfort zone, uh, which is kind of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's been a lot of there's been a, I know um, Joe and Matt from the other podcast. They they do a they have a uh, uh, what's the uh, a server? What's the thing called? Now I slipped my brain. Hello. Discord. Um, hold on. Discord, thank you. Yes, that's it. They have a Discord, and I know they've set up a complete channel for, for that. And there's been a lot of movement. We've had actually a lot of people really interested in it. From what I've seen, I've been keeping my eye to social media and haven't seen anything. But and as far as submission goes, we haven't gotten any submissions yet, like we were talking about before the podcast. Um, but I we're kind of in the middle, and so I'm I'm thinking people are still designing and building. But there's been some movement, so you're going to see some submissions and. The submissions are going to be voted on by the community. We're going to put together some sort of voting mechanism. I've got to figure that out. And you guys are going to make you guys are going to make the decision on the winner. I'm not going to make the decision on the winner. The committee is not going to make the decision on the winner. You guys are going to do that. Nice. So um, it's going to be fun. It's and that's why we just wanted to get people involved, get people, you know, talking again. And there's so much doom and gloom in our world that we live in today. We just wanted to do something positive and something that is going to get people's spirits up. Very cool. I look forward to uh, to um, hearing more as they get closer. So, you're currently accepting uh, design submissions. Submission deadline is yeah. February 14th. That sounds like a familiar date, yeah. guys. I'm like, what's going on on that day? <laughs> Jesus, hmm. something important. Don't forget hmm. about your wives. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in yeah. trouble. Yeah. So that is very, very cool. Uh, so I look forward to, um, to seeing what the community comes up with and what, uh, what everybody uh, dreams up. And, and I do hope that it, uh, it, is, um, it does what you're expecting to do as far as the momentum starting. And, and that's where it all, everything starts small. And that just goes from there. And we'll, yeah. we'll, it'll be yeah. really, really captivating to see. Um, and uh, I look forward We're to. Excited. Yeah, well, I mean, geez, yeah, let, let keep keep us updated and uh, keep me updated. We'll, we will. Uh, we'll push through and uh, and then afterwards we can we can definitely do a, a recap and, and go from there. So yeah, the recover. Uh, so they're currently in. They're currently accepting um, submissions. The fourteenth of February is the deadline, uh, the closing day for those yep. submissions, and March first is when the online peer judging begins. Yep. Go under the cool hangrc.com forward slash build off. And yep. if you have any questions, email uh, build off at the hangrc.com and we'll get your questions answered. Or you can you can direct message me. You, you guys know how to get a hold of me. Um, let me know. Uh, hit me up on social media and we'll, I'll, we'll do the best to answer your questions. But Very we, we cool. look forward to seeing what you guys come up with. It's going to be fun. It really is. We're going to have a blast with it. And hopefully, if we get enough participation, we can do this again because it would be, I, I love it. I really do. That is awesome. Well, man, I, 
I think we're. Uh, I think it's a good time to uh, segue and wrap up this podcast because it's. Uh, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Comparing, we had yeah. almost no, no <laughs> plans. Uh, th- there are some yeah. new aircraft out, uh, new airplanes out in the um, in the, well, the market share, the macro marketplace. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to cover those off on the next podcast because they're not exactly super exciting. Uh, stay tuned for more stuff coming out. Uh, I'm going to try and keep this thing regular. Uh, the January didn't go as, as planned, as well as planned as I'd hoped so far. But hey, I'm glad that Sam and I were able to connect. We were actually going to try and do this show yesterday. And we I was having multiple power oh. bumps here and everything. It was... The first one was, I woke up to it, and it was 6 o'clock in the morning, and the house was cold. Uh, so I, I felt oh. bad for the, uh, the the poor electrical engineer guys outside trying to fix whatever <laughs> they broke, and it right? was a big old map on the on the, on the the website. Yeah. So anyhow, we uh, we managed to uh, still um, salvage the uh, the podcast and get something out today, so I will wrap this. Uh, I'll, I'll put up publish this thing from the audio version probably this evening or if not tomorrow morning it'll definitely be out uh again sam um it's been an absolute absolute pleasure to have you on the show again um stay tuned everybody there's a lots coming out from hangarrc.com uh, um i think 22 is going to be a good year for you guys i really do hope and it is. Uh, it is. stay tuned so. for this build off and and everything that uh, they're coming up sam any final words you know what if you haven't and you get the opportunity this, this summer, this spring, do your building now, get out there and fly. That's what it's all yeah. about. It's been a while since I've been out and flown and I, I miss it. And so make sure you get out there, get out there and fly, build some, make some memories, hang out with friends, hang out with family. Um, I know I've had a lot of good memories made in the, in the hobby and a lot of good friends such as yourself, Andre. So thank you for having us on. And again, I look forward to where you're going and where we're going in the future and it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're we're excited, and you know, get out there and have fun. Yes, sir. I like that. Nice way to end the show. Again, I'm on right. That's Sam. Uh, this is episode ninety five of the RC After Hours podcast. Uh, I did talk to Chris. For everybody who was asking, when we get to one hundred, uh, we'll do a little uh, retroactive show of some sort, retrospective of some sort, and get if <laughs> who knows, who knows. I'm going to stop talking. We're going to turn on the music. We're going to end the show. Thank you for everybody who's tuned in live. It was uh, really nice to uh, have that banter and chat and everything. Thank you again, Sam. Um, and uh, talk to everybody later. Ciao.